welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Othman, a biblical church centered on Christ. I chose to title the message, The Humanity of Jesus Christ, The Humanity of Jesus Christ. And our text, as our brother read, is Hebrews 2, 14 to 18, and Hebrews 4, uh, 14 to 16. And uh, I, I want to, first of all, bring us some background stories. You know, when God created the world, he made everything that was, everything inside was very, very beautiful. God made man and, and positioned man in this garden that was well furnished. Man did not lack anything. Man actually did not miss out anything. And as a matter of fact, the book of Genesis tells us that God, the relationship between the human agency and God actually was going very fluid. It was very, very good until sin interjected. Because God had told man, okay, you are positioned in this garden. Look, you can eat of everything. I give you this instruction. Everything that I made here is for you. Eat everything, enjoy yourself, but whatever you do, those two trees standing there in the middle of this garden, don't even, don't eat it. And we know that the devil now used Eve because of the lustfulness of the eyes. They said Eve brought that fruit and Eve ate the fruit and that was where the fall of man occurred. And that was where hardship started in the world. That was where all kinds of evil, right from that day of rebellion, that evil came into the world. Let us pray. God, our Father, thank you for hope through Jesus Christ. Thank you for your grace, your mercy upon us. Thank you because you are a God of many, 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 many chances, even when we fall. Father, open our hearts this evening and let your word be meaningful unto us. In Jesus' name, amen. So, when man fell, God alone had the obligation to win man back to himself. He had an obligation because in his nature, God is love. God made man for a purpose. So it was left when man disobeyed and, and that, that relationship was raptured now, God was left under his own obligation, depending on him to bring man back to himself. And that is why God actually sent down his son, Jesus Christ. We know the book of uh, John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. As a matter of fact, the purpose why Jesus actually came was to reconcile man back to, to God. And we know this child, Jesus Christ, the prophet Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, actually had prophesied about the coming of this child, the birth of, this, of Jesus Christ, this Savior. It says that for unto us a child is born, unto us a, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. There is something that we know more about Jesus Christ. Most Christians, unfortunately, I won't say unfortunately, but most Christians, when we think about Jesus Christ, we think about God, we are so much attached to the spiritual aspect of him. But in order for Jesus Christ to die for us, in order that our sins should be forgiven, 
God had to send him to come. There was what we call the incarnation. The spirit God now incarnated into a physical man. And that's why in, in John chapter 1 verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was God. And the word was God. And when you go to verse 14 of John chapter 1, it says that, And the world, the world became what? It became flesh and dwells amongst us. That was the incarnation of Jesus Christ. Now, I want to give some few explanations before I go further. The reason why, to explain the, the reason why Christ was incarnated. He was incarnated that through his death, he might conquer Satan and free his subjects, that is us, uh, from sin. And that we see actually is verse 14 of our text this evening. And the second reason that he did this so that he might be a merciful and a faithful high priest. Now, let me go ahead and read chapter uh, verse 14 of chapter 2, he says that, Now since the children have flesh and blood in common, Jesus also shared in this, so that through his death he might destroy the one holding the power of death, that is, the devil. The rationale of Jesus' incarnation is necessary base. It's a necessary base for the accomplishment of these two objectives, which I just read. Now there is something actually that has been mentioned here. It says that the author of Hebrew, it says that, now, since the children have flesh and blood in common, Jesus also shared in this, so that through his death, he might destroy the one holding the power of death. When he talked about the one holding the power of death, he was referring now to the devil. Why is it that the devil actually had the power of death? Why is it that Satan actually had the power of death in his arms, that Jesus had to come and die in order to destroy that power of death in the devil's hand. Now, if we look in the scripture, somewhere John says that the devil is the accuser of brethren. Now, I want to take you back a little bit back in the Old Testament. Look about the situation of Job. When Job actually, the Satan actually, he came to Jesus and asked for permission so that he was able to attack Job. Now, when you read that story, you see that the devil actually, he is, and, and, and you put together what John says, he said he is, the accuser of brethren. Now, it says that uh, 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 the devil actually, Jesus actually, in order to deliver us, he had to take our own form. He had to be like us. This is very important. I want us to know this, that any kind of hardship, the hardship that we go through today in this world, the pain that we go through to this world, all the difficulties that we actually confront or faces us in this world, let us know that Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, he had also lived on this earth. He has walked through the death of this earth. He had seen everything. So we are not going through this by ourselves alone. We are going through this and we should have it in mind that Jesus Christ, our Savior, had been through this before. So therefore, what that means is that Jesus Christ, our Lord, understands everything that we are going through because he himself had lived in this wicked and sinful world and know what we are going through. Does that give encouragement to somebody? It does because he had lived here on earth. So he had to take this incarnation. He had to take upon himself body and flesh, have blood just like we are and live in this world. But there is something different about Jesus Christ. Even though he had this human, he incarnated in the human flesh, in the human form and had flesh and blood. He never sinned. That was a big difference. 
He never made any mistake. He never sinned. He, he stood his ground from the first day up to the last day of his ministry. Jesus did not, did not sin. So he, said, he says that Jesus actually, he did this so that he might, uh, 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 so that through his death, he might destroy the one holding the power of death and, and that is the devil. Now, Jesus actually, the rationale of Jesus' incarnation is, necessary, is a necessary base for the accomplishment of these two objectives. Now, he is both savior and example. We know in Bible times, the Old Testament, this is what Jesus actually do, did. In the Old Testament, you see that every king will always be at the forefront. There is no king actually when they go to a battle who will sit and command from behind. So Jesus' action actually, what he did, he gave himself. He, he goes before us not only showing the path of glory or the path to glory, but clearing the way, making the way straight for us. So that today, if, if there is nothing that we can, we can complain about, there is no difficulty that we can actually complain about that Jesus did not know. Because he came, he went ahead, and that is why he died. He came and went and died so that today, when we are complaining and talking and uh, 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 calling his and praying unto him, he understands what we are going through. In his own person, he must face the enemy and conquer. This is one thing that is good about our Lord and Savior. He did not just sit up in his throne there and, and give command and say pray and, and, and give others at his word. He came himself and went and fought the battle for us and set the path straight for us so that when we should be going through the same track, we should know that we are going through a path that has been traced for us and that was a victory on the cross. So that anytime when we face temptation, when we face difficulties, we call on him because he had gone and traced the path for us. Amen? And that is why it's very important as a child of God to know that the God that you serve, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, had lived here on earth and has conquered every force of darkness here on earth. Amen? So Jesus actually is not a captain who directs from behind the lines and permits his men to do the fighting and dying, but one who goes ahead and does the fighting and dying himself in order that his followers may live and be assured of victorious passage. He had cleared the path for us. Now let us see what the purpose of Christ did. Verse 4 says, uh, uh, verse 14 says that he died that he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, that is the devil. Now let us see, in what sense did Satan have power over there? Like I said, the careful identification of Satan as, as, as an accuser might suggest that as a prosecutor, he legally demands death as punishment for man's sin. Satan is an, the accuser of brethren. And this is what the devil does. I look at the situation of Job like I mentioned earlier. Like he told, the, 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 the devil told Jesus that Job actually, he's serving you because of all the blessings that you have blessed him with. Right? That was what he said. That all oh, your servant Job is still standing strong because you have blessed him with all this money and all this estate and everything. And, and, and he took permission and, and said, okay, just take away all his resources. And see if he will not turn his back from you. And the Lord gave Job, uh, the Satan, the permission. He struck 
Job with this affliction and, and these diseases upon him, all his children and all his business and everything, everything that Job actually owned, everything was destroyed. And when you see this story, you think about the realities of life today. The devil is waiting for us to fall. He's looking for every opportunity that Christians should fall. So that he should turn and look at God and say, look at this one who claims that he's serving you. Look at what they are doing. But there is something that Jesus Christ did. Jesus Christ came. He died on the cross and justified us in front of the Lord. So that the devil has no claims anymore. Because his death on the cross actually paid for our past present, and future sins so that the devil has nothing to hold on anymore. Because when, if the devil should accuse us, Jesus would turn and look at him. It is paid already. When the devil accuses us of anything, Jesus would turn and look at, I died for that sin already. When the devil brings accusation unto us of Jesus Christ, Jesus will always remind him of, listen, I paid that already on the cross of Calvary. And that is why it is important for us to know that we are serving a God who is alive. Not only alive, but had paid the price for us. Amen? Me and you, there was no way we could have contributed or paid or do anything that could have guaranteed us salvation or going to God's heaven. But it took only God himself. That is why Jesus Christ, because of God's love, he came and took this form, the form of blood and flesh, so that he should fill all those bodies, so that tomorrow... When we are crying that we are crying to and going through everything that we are going through and calling on his name, he already knows and understands because he had lived all through this. Isn't that amazing? That Jesus Christ came and lived here. He went through suffering so that today, when we call on him, he will understand. He knows because he had, he had failed it. In what sense did Satan have the power of death? The careful identification of Satan as a devil, like I said, the accuser may suggest that as a prosecutor, he legally demands death as punishment for man's sin. Then B, in what sense was the accuser destroyed through the death of Jesus Christ? I like the way Paul stated this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 55 to 57. This is what Paul says. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. That means that even sin has no power over us. Death has no power over us. Because Jesus Christ had destroyed and shattered the power of sin and death. Amen? That is why he died. That is why he died. And that is why he, he tells all that. Anytime you, you, you come to that conviction that you've committed any sin, hey, just I want you to pray because a price has been paid for already. Say, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This as a is a result of a price that was paid. Let us not take the death of Jesus Christ as a child's play. Let us not take his death on the cross for granted. The incarnation, there is something actually that, that is associated with this question. In what sense was the accuser destroyed through the death of Jesus Christ? The incarnation lured Satan into defeating himself by his own weapon. By killing Jesus, he fortified, he forfeited his legal right for killing, for he killed one who had not sinned. 
And by the resurrection of the power of death, by the resurrection of the power of death was decisively broken. Now, if Adam gave Satan, this is very important, if Adam gave Satan the advantage in the cosmic struggle, Christ overturned it and gave the advantage once for all to God. If Adam sold humanity into slavery to Satan, Christ delivered it. We have been set free by the death of Jesus Christ. Amen? There is nothing that was left undone on that cross of Calvary. Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. And let's look at verse 16. In verse 16, Jesus Christ actually said, the author says, for it is clear that he does not reach out to help angels, but to help Abraham's offspring. Now, here in this passage, in this verse 16, actually, Jesus' manhood is reaffirmed, this time specifically as an Israelite. He took not the nature of angels, but the seed of Abraham. He recognized himself now as an Israelite. We know that we Gentiles, all of us say we are Gentiles, okay? We are just grafted into the, 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 the commonwealth of Israel because of, of the, this by the grace of God, okay? So, Jesus actually, he, 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 he was a Jew. He came and died so that today we are who we are because of the death of Jesus Christ. We are who we are today because of the death of Jesus Christ. And let's go to verse 17. Verse 17 says, Therefore, he had to be like his brothers and sisters in every way so that he could, he could become a merciful and faithful high priest in matters pertaining to God to make atonement for his, the sins of the people. You know, if um, there is a saying that you can't give what you don't have. You cannot give what you don't have. And that is why anybody who has gone through a difficult situation in life, anybody who has had some difficulties in life, that person stands a better chance to advise somebody who is going through similar situations in life. Because st you have that experience. You can tell from your own experience. And that is why it is always good for us Christians to always share our testimonies. Because God allows, sometimes God allows difficulties to come through us because he uses that to glorify his name. You may use your situation and tell somebody, now listen, I went through this and this I depended on the Lord and the Lord saw me through. That can give hope to somebody. That can give hope to somebody. So that is why it was good that Jesus actually to come and to, re, to, to, to incarnate, come in the, in the human, take the human form so that he, he would understand better our situation and to, to reconcile us back to, to God himself. And so there is nothing actually that we can stand and, and talk about. There's, no, there's nothing that we can talk about that, that Christ did not know because he had lived in this world and he knows everything. We see in verse 17 the propitiation, the propitiatory part of Jesus' ministry. The word propitiation actually means to satisfy the wrath of God against sin, to turn away God's wrath or to offer a sacrifice that appeases God's, God's just judgment and righteousness against us and our sin. A high priest's primary task is to propitiate the holy God by dealing honestly with the problem of sin. And that is why Jesus Christ came. He came, took upon himself. He did not commit any sin, but he took, just imagine every mistake that you have committed. Jesus Christ came, 
He took upon all those mistakes upon himself. He did not sin, but he took your crime, took every mistake that we have committed so that when he presents us to God, he would you know, make it that he, he took, took away our sins upon himself and died so that when we stand in front of God, he will declare that we are already justified. Then in verse 18, verse 18 says, And he was declared by God a high priest. <laughs> I am going the wrong way. Okay, for since he himself has suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are tempted. There is one thing I want to mention here about the temptation of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ actually did not have um, uh, some of the temptations that we, we actually that we go through every day. Jesus Christ did not have the issue of uh, uh, marital issues. Not what we're talking about. Jesus Christ did not have the issue of uh, like a landlord. That's not what I'm talking about. He did not have an issue of uh, 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 <laughs> the issue that I'm talking about that Jesus Christ actually went here is 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 it went through. Uh, the relationship issue, spiritual issue, and the physical issue. Those are the things that Jesus actually uh, 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 went through. Those are the things that Jesus actually suffered. So we see in verse 18, we see the pastoral ministry of Jesus. He said, for since he himself has suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are tempted. Jesus himself has suffered. Jesus himself has gone through all kinds of difficulties. So he is now, he stands a better chance to help us who are suffering because he himself had been in that same situation. The challenge is, how do we handle our problems? How do we handle our difficulties? There is somebody who had already paid that price, and that is Jesus Christ. We want to learn this evening that, listen, whatsoever you are going through, it is not strange to Jesus Christ. Whatsoever we may be going through here on earth, he understands and knows us. What we should do, as my suggestion is, we should look unto him, call unto him, and pray unto him, and channel the problem unto him because he is a master problem solver. Because he has lived here on earth and understand what we are going through. Amen? When we struggle, try to solve problems by ourselves, we look at our situations, and we hold them, we try to make them now, make them to be big. But we ought to channel those problems to Jesus Christ. That is what he's there for, and that is why he died. That we should cast all our, our struggles upon him, our cares upon him, because he cares for us. Call unto me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Come unto me, all ye that are heavy, and I, all, ye that, all ye that are labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You have such scriptures, there are so many of them in the Bible. We don't have to carry our loads. We don't have to carry our difficulties. Because Jesus Christ actually, he carried all those, and he paid a price for that. He paid the price so that we should not carry those loads on ourselves. We should channel it unto him. And I want to conclude now to go to verse 4, chapter 4, uh, the two verses, three verses, verse uh, uh, 14 to 16. Verse 14 of chapter 4, it says that, 
Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. Since we know that Jesus Christ actually he is, he is the high priest who has passed through the heavens, let us hold fast our confession. We understand this truth. Hold to that truth and never let it down. Jesus actually, his, 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 his priestly ministry is a ground of hope for us. Our Lord understands us in our weaknesses too. He was in all points tempted as we do. Since he was himself tempted, he knows by experience what it means for us to be tempted. He was not tempted in every particular or in every situation like I was, I was saying earlier. He was not tempted as a husband or a father or a property owner or employer. For he was none of this. But he was tempted in these three basic areas of humanity. Of human susceptibility, susceptibility body, soul, and spirit. Jesus knew temptation in the realm of bodily appetite, in the realm of human relationship, and in the realm of spiritual relationship. We know that Jesus suffered so many temptations even amongst his disciples. We know how he was betrayed, first of all, by, by his closest person, Judah Iscariot. We know that Peter, how Peter actually denied him before three times before the cock crowed. Jesus suffered all that. And if you look at his temptation in Luke chapter 4, verse 1 to 13, you will see how he was tormented in the temptation uh, when, when the devil was tempting him. So Jesus Christ has gone through all kinds of temptation. If he had gone through all kinds of temptation and did not fall in any of the temptations, then I think it is important that we stand a better chance at any time we are tempted to call upon him and to channel it unto him. Because he had lived here and he had gone all through this, but he never sinned. So his coming is taking the humanity. The humanity of Jesus Christ was very, very important for me and you today because Jesus actually had lived it. He had seen it. He had felt it. He had experienced it. And that is why today when he sits at the right hand of God and we call upon him, he will look down on us. He said, I understand. I know because I have been there. Jesus never sinned. Jesus did not once yield to any temptation. If he had not, if it had not been tempted, if he had not been tempted as we are, he could not sympathize with us in our many temptations. That is true. He understands very well and he sympathizes with us when we go through all this because he had been there before. It is important to know that Jesus Christ had been there, he had seen it, but he had paid it all. He never sinned. Finally, in verse 16, it says, Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive the mercy and grace to help us in time of need. I want to end by just sharing this short story. I think a few days ago, there was this big, big, big wrestling match. That took place in Saudi Arabia. And there was this British heavyweight boxer. They call him Tyson Fury. And his challenger was a young guy. They call him Francis Ngannou. That was a Cameroonian. But this young man, actually, he was not experienced. So 
he went now and associated himself with all those big names in heavyweight boxing, with Mike Tyson. As a matter of fact, Mike Tyson was his moral coach. He trained him before this fight. You see, this guy, he has never been into that big face of competition before. But he did something. He went now through Mike Tyson, who had this big name, who we know he had heavyweight boxing record. Everywhere in the world you go, you, you talk about Mike Tyson, they will tell you that, yes, we know Mike Tyson, the world champion in boxing. So this Francis now, Ngano, he went through Mike Tyson to mentor him. And when he was fighting, Mike Tyson was there. So you see, his moral, his encouragement came because he had gone through this big name, this big guy who is still respected today. And he was able to fight. That is the same situation with us with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ had lived here. He had gone. He had experienced everything here on earth. So you know what we're going to do? We also supposed to lean on him and depend on him. So that when we, in the, when we face trouble, when trials come, when temptations come, then we'll get our morals from Jesus Christ because he had experienced all this. And lastly, I want to challenge us this evening. Listen, Jesus cares. When we have trouble, please, let us channel it onto him. Let us know that there is no temptation actually that we are going through, no, no problem that we are going through today that is new. It is not new. It might be new to you, but it is not new. We have a Savior who had lived flesh and blood like me and you and had gone through all this, and his hands are ready at any time to receive us whenever we present to him that problems, and he is going to make a way for us. We are living in a world that the pressure is too much. The evil is growing so much. The challenges are numerous. They are countless. The pressure of, of it's just at some point, it, it gets so much so that You'll be tempted to quit. You'll be tempted to leave. But you know, he promised us he had lived here on earth. And he knows. Don't shoulder that problem by yourself. Whatever problem you have, don't, carry, don't try to look for a solution yourself. First of all, seek his face. And he will make a way. You know why? Because he had lived here on earth in human form. And he understands. And he sympathizes also with us whenever we are going through these problems. Let us stand on our feet. Sometimes, Christians, we need each other to back us up in prayers. To support us in prayers. I want to give this chance if there is anybody actually who you have something that, a burden that you want to share with, with, with brothers and sisters here so that we join you in prayers. We just, just indicate. Is there anybody having something that you've been going through and you want us to join you in prayers? I've been talking about Jesus Christ here as the incarnate. Jesus Christ in human form. Jesus in human form. The humanity of Jesus Christ. And I don't know if there's somebody here who don't really understand who this Jesus Christ is. We would love to introduce you to him. Is there anyone who is not saved? I beg of you, if you are not saved, if you don't know about this Jesus Christ, we can introduce you to him. Is there anybody? 
Father, we thank you so much, O oh God, this evening. May your name be glorified. Lord, may your word stick into us. May you direct us, O oh God, and help us to always bring our problems unto you, Lord, because you are the source of all our, our need and answer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, you may be seated. <clears throat> 